When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's the drink talking with the thinking drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon. And mistress of wine, Sam Caporn. All the booze, news and views. From absinthe to Zinfandel. Drinkage à toi. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's a Drink Talking with me, Sam Caporn, aka the Mistress of Wine, and my partners in crime, sidekicks, trusty cohorts, Tom Sandham. Hello. And Ben McFarland. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And today we've been booted out again into our little side office, which is gorgeous. It's quite cosy, actually, because we've got uh, the producer in here and Rich, the sound engineer. Producer so, Ian. I'll just give Ian. him a name. More Say hi, just, Ian. Does he deserve it? Oh, that's enough, Ian. So we're all huddled together in this lovely spot. It looks so, like a kind of bachelor's... There's nothing in here apart from a sofa, a couple of chairs, a massive telly. A nice speaker. With, with like fat speaker. Two speakers. massive, really fat sort of pyramid-style speakers and nothing else. But that's where we are today, so just... Um, it might be a little bit noisier than our little soundproof booth is all we're trying to say yeah. oh and happy birthday to my sister and also my goddaughter ava for today is that it's your their birthday today uh, it's not my twin sister no i know that's not your twin sister well. i was not going to say because that'll be your birthday as well yeah. is that the doctor <laughs> no it's my twin sister oh that is your twin okay this is my your... sister katie oh what does she and do she's not a doctor she is a ta territorial army no teaching assistant oh uh. So a bit less dangerous. Yeah. But uh, well, was a TA day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Group, so. those children. <laughs> it's not quite my birthday, but my birthday's coming up, so just Yeah, all right. we're all Everyone's aware. Got a birthday, Tom. Just when is no, it's when's your birthday? Fifth of April. So oh. you know, just I'm just preparing you so 41? you can come with gifts. Forty one, yeah. Forty one. Mm. Mm. Well, and how old is your sister? Forty two today. All right. Okay. So just a little bit older. Does she look it? Uh, no, she's in good nick. Okay. Yeah, good. we all are. Runs in the family. Right. <laughs> it's because I don't smile. It's hilarious. My, <laughs> my dad does look pretty good. He's 72. He's barely got any wrinkles. Shock of white hair. But I was like, you look amazing. You just don't have any kind of like lines or anything. Yeah, he's basically, you know, not very expressionful, I guess, yeah. if that's the right word. So that's the answer. Just be a bit just of a misery. And, just um, take Valium. Closed book. Take just, Valium. Just yeah. take loads of Valium and be <laughs> no, indifferent to everything. No one ever knows what And you'll live longer and look better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've got to say, if, if you're wanting to look good, then listening to this podcast is good because it will... Most people listen to it, they're just indifferent to it, <laughs> aren't they? They don't mm. laugh. There's Au contraire. A... Wait till you hear my spit or right, swallow. All right, go on. Let's see us. Laughing in the aisles. Add some now, wrinkles. So I thought this was so ridiculous. So this is my spit. 
I don't know if you chaps saw it in the in our, basically our Bible for Spit and Swallow, which is the Drinks Business Daily Bulletin. We used to work for the Drinks Business. <clears throat> Oi, this is my section. Sorry. Just back down. Um, <laughs> We're kind of a big deal. Did you see the bit about the man who builds a boyfriend out of wine boxes? He what? 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 A man built a boyfriend out of empty wine boxes. <laughs> for himself or for, for the ladies? For that is both desperate and a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just pretty much the former, definitely not the latter. Well, it depends. Did he get away with it? What does this person look like? I've got a picture. Sorry, guys. Obviously, you're listening. All right, I'll describe it. Here's a picture well, we can of describe um, whether he's Michael. dreamy or, or just called Michael. ugly. It's called Michael. There he should go. have been called something like Vincent. But guess, mm. as in but the name of the there. boyfriend... Van. Vincent Van Box. Oh, I need to come back. Um. Vincent Van Box. That would have been good. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? No, oh. as in Vincent and Va... Vinny... Vincent Van Box. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vinny he actually... Van Box. He named the boyfriend... Franz. Oh, Franz. you just said he was called something else, didn't you? No, Michael is the name of the oh, man who built the oh, boyfriend. I see. Right, he right. called okay. the boyfriend, in him. built out of wine boxes, Franz. He's from Portland. He was single and he decided to take matters into his own hand by building wait, his wait, wine box boyfriend, Franz. Yeah, yeah. Can I just... Um, really do you intrigued. remember who is the one out of Short Circuit? Johnny Five. Yeah. He looks like Johnny Five. Okay. He's not but, a ridiculous looking man. He's called, no, you know, he's tall, dark and quite handsome. No, I'm talking about the right idiot. Ben's hogging him. He's really. The, I think uh, Ben's falling no, in the, love. The, Is he that good looking, Ben? Oh, he the, looks like the, a right square. Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, Michael's quite dishy. I can't believe he's single. But the, the wine box boyfriend. It's a bit square. Well, he just um, looks well, like and a bunch Michael, of wine boxes. Yeah, that is not good. Michael told That's the Metro, good. when I'm single and lonely and drinking, well, why not create a companion out of that loneliness? Because it's weird. <laughs> I've got the answer And there's there. a picture of him in bed with the wine box boyfriend, which is particularly yeah. weird. Okay. And also, he's got a bicycle in his bedroom, yeah. which is very Portland. He doesn't, have any, he doesn't have any genitalia, so... No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's um, a good idea. Ian's just he's, suggested he's, a tap. I think that's a great he's idea. He's also thrown in the picture. <laughs> he's, he's put a sort of tea towel over the, the wine box boyfriend's shoulder. He's called Franz, but he's not German, apparently. He's from all over. A blend, if you will, apparently. Franz, um, he, and, he's, yeah. and he's kept... Where did he get the boxes from the sellers? <laughs> yeah, he said, is it? Uh, so that's, so my, anyway. that's my spit, wine box boyfriend. I know, I like, that's really good. It's, that's really good. I mean, that is one of the weirdest we've had, Sam, I think. That's I mean, that just shows you confusion. how desperate People can the be. general press men. are. Men as well. And, yeah. and as you can see, Wonder Wine Boxes is called Frenzier. I think it's largely led to believe that that is where oh, I see. Uh, France came from. Maybe oh, maybe. Do you think France is well. behind it? Uh, Do you think it's, it's really a publicity stunt? And weirdly, the torso is called Black Box. Yeah. Always survives on a plane, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, there we go. Why don't you make the whole plane out of black box? <laughs> and anyone listening, Harry, hello. Um, the drinksbusiness.com, just Google man builds boyfriend out of wine boxes and you'll be able to see the three images for yourself. Michael chuckling away in the kitchen, laughing hysterically while cooking spaghetti. Hysterically, he's right. Uh, <laughs> in the supermarket, laughing like a buying lunatic. some cereal. And cuddle up in bed with a cat, two cups of tea. The fucking boyfriend can't drink tea, you knob. <laughs> and uh, some toast. Can I just say that I'm not surprised that Michael is single. Mm. No. He sounds like a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Allegedly. Freak, I'm sure he's all right. Equally... Yeah, I'm sure he's charming. So that is my spit. Well done. Wow, good. 
Now, my swallow has got an interesting follow-up for you. So, um, I went to the London Wine Competition, and this week, oh, I tried a blue sparkling wine. Oh, did you? Ooh. That one? Like, the, the... No, because I think that was still. This was sparkling. Okay, and? But the first... No. No. But the, interestingly, <laughs> the first wine in this flight was grey. A sparkling grey wine. What? And I Is can that... now confirm that it's called... I don't really know how to pronounce it. Luvines. L-U-V... I-E-N-Z. And Luvienne's. it was... You're the one with the French mum, aren't you? Yeah. Is that how you think you pronounce it? Yeah, Louvienne's. Okay. And she's grey as well. Oh, great. That's easy, okay. easy so way to remember like that. Yeah. And it was a champagne, a Blanc de Blanc, so made only from Chardonnay. A Blanc de Blanc champagne. Blanc's white, right? Yeah, Blanc de Noir is made only from the red grapes, Meunier and Pinot Noir. Blanc it, de Noir, white to uh, So Blanc red. de Noir is basically... The liquid is white, right. so the Pinot Noir and Meunier are pressed very delicately, but it's made from red grapes. Right. Blanc de Blanc is made from Chardonnay, thus it's white, but only made from the white grape. And this one's made from grey Blanc grapes. de Blanc. No, <laughs> yeah. but Blanc it's blended Blanc with... Blanc by Les Dawson in the, in the 80s. Da, da, da. <laughs> it's blended Blanc-a-dee with caviar. Blanc. <laughs> Oi, you dismissed that. What? It's blended with caviar. What? What? what the grey stuff? That's this why it's grey. getting a bit fishy now. What? Hey. Guess the price of the bottle of champagne. Um, oh, this is just going to be, be off the scale, isn't it? It is. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of, um, um, I reckon to the average. Twenty pounds. Twenty. No, pounds. no, 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 no. I'm going for. I think it, they'll price it around the hundred pound mark. I'm going to go low because no one's buying this shit. Twenty pounds. Okay, so if I said eight hundred and eighty pounds, I would be surprised. I'd say, Fuck off. <laughs> so. I had the. Um, say finny. I had the pleasure. Finny. Say finny. Say la Porte. Well, I tasted this last week and it was actually delicious. Really? Yeah. It really? was delicious. Not £880 worth of delicious, but it was actually delicious. But it was a caviar detectable. So, it is a quite interesting one because obviously, reading all the blurb on the website, um, there's a lot of bollocks, which I might just read out. Luvinez Caviar Edition is crafted on request by our gifted artisans. Each bottle contains an exquisitely refined drink, unique in the world, combining two of the most luxurious ingredients, caviar and the finest French sparkling wine, carefully blended following a secret, strictly controlled process. So I can't actually confirm how this is made. Mm. It's the irritating thing. Well, this is me having a guess. Yeah. Bear in mind, I know nothing about wine or champagne, but they use it just the caviar like they would finings. You'd think they'd put it in at the same time as the yeast and the finding agents and stuff, but they just basically say, yeah, artisans combine Bulgarian Ossietra caviar with Blanc de Blanc champagne from Grand Cru vineyards, and they've created several steps. The first is caviar extraction, and then they blend it with the champagne. Okay. But and they say, and add pressure. It tasted nice. So you know why what? is it your spit? Is it just because it's... No, it's not. It's my swallow. This is your swallow. Friends oh, right, okay. was my spit. <laughs> yeah. Boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, um, <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll be dreaming uh, No, about this is my swallow. So basically, the colour was quite off-putting. It was quite a deep gunmetal grey. And it did have bits floating in it, which was also a little bit off-putting. However, it was very delicious. And Blanc de Blanc champagne can be quite saline and minerally quite yeasty. And a little bit spermy. So actually, the caviar just highlighted that <laughs> nature <silence> of the <laughs> wine. Okay, okay, so a grey champagne that it's smells of gentleman's relish. It's got a lot of spunk. <laughs> and it was, so it, was, it was very complex, very long. It was an absolutely delicious champagne. It was grotesquely overpriced, but actually, we all agreed that the liquid itself was 
Protein. Tasty. <laughs> high protein. High protein. <laughs> tasty. Um, also, for anyone with... Perfect um, for a spit or swallow. <laughs> hilariously, a spokesperson on the website on the site... Uh, no, I read this on a different site that said... Um, Someone reviewed it and decided it's certainly something that needs to be sampled at least once. And I thought, for 880 quid, I'm not sure that's true. That's my rule um, as well. <laughs> you can also get... You can't um, say you don't like it until you've tried it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it also comes crafted in beautiful chests, that's retailing <laughs> at £22,000. <laughs> Come on, people. You can have a personalised chest for twenty two grand. So it's not a cheap product. Uh, I'm no, quite chuffed I got to taste it. Yeah, no, I'm. that's the way to experience it. Yeah, mm. not paying for it yourself. You're not no. paying for it at all. Mm. Yeah. But I will not be spending 880 quid on on that. On Luvinez. No. Um, it well, also, each bottle contains 5% caveat extract, although it does produce a 10% version for clients who prefer a more intense flavour. <laughs> I don't see <laughs> caviar. I've never understood the caviar intense. thing. It's never... I love caviar. I mean, it's nice, but I've never it's quite... yum. Caviar and champagne. Sign yeah. me up. Mm. Anyway, so it was actually, gimmick or not, a bit wanky or not. Well, I think the best thing... Uh, but it was delicious. Stop it, yeah. Come on. I think they should send some in. Yeah. Uh, so that's my spit or swallow. Both oh. excellent, I thought. Yeah, today. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Back on form. Yeah. And um, it's been now a we're... couple of months. <laughs> and now we're going to move over to Beer Man Ben. Yes, we're going to do a tasting. Ooh. You're listening to It's the Drink Talking. Now, I do a lot of good work for charity, but I don't like do to talk really? about it. No. Well, no, not really. He works for nothing. <laughs> I <laughs> I work for nothing, exactly. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this is my charitable gift to the masses. So what we're going to do today... Well, <laughs> Tom's going to turn his phone off for a start. Oh, that's just in demand. Just in demand. <laughs> um, so this week, I'm going to taste two beers. Well, they, we're actually going to taste three beers today. Why? I know that's breaking the rules, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm a maverick. <laughs> we're going to taste two beers that mm. do good things. The first beer we're going to taste <laughs> is this one. It's called Hiver. Oh, I like the packaging. Produced in London. It's a honey beer. Ooh, yeah. And it's made using... Honey. Honey. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so, so we've got two hivers. Two, two hives. Okay, not, so not it's not vegan, same not, same, not vegan same appropriate. Same brand. No, it's not vegan appropriate. But as I said last week, <clears throat> no bees die in the uh, making of this beer. What, this absolutely honey. no bees it's, die? So that's, well, I don't know. Some well, of them no, just, you don't, do you? Just, but not because you they're making it. <laughs> As a bee look, lawyer. Look, I mean, these bees that. benefit more. We're keeping these bees in jobs by drinking this Have beer. Have you hurt yourself while working? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a claim, claim to be made? All right, do you want to know a few things about bees? How many eyes do you think bees have? Ten. No. Well, they have thousands of eyes, don't they? They're all, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They've Eight. got none, it's B-W-E-S. No, uh, they've got f- <laughs> five eyes and they see 300 frames per second right. and they can see ultraviolet. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't. I mean, yeah. it's a drinks podcast. So uh, no real <laughs> need to know more about bees, um, but keep going. What percentage of all the food we eat is pollinated by bees? <gasps> hundred. A lot. A no, lot. How can 100% <laughs> of the food we eat? Lambs. Kebab, <laughs> lambs. Sheep to shag by bees, <laughs> and then we get lambs, Yeah, right? caviar, that's made by bees. <laughs> they shag fish, that, that gives us caviar. Uh, it's a third. It's a third. I knew it's important. I mean, bees are important. They're very that's important. Not, that's okay. not new news. So what we're going to do here, uh, Hiver was started by a woman called Hannah Rhodes, who used to work for Meantime Brewing. <laughs> I love the way you... <laughs> <laughs> 
a woman. A woman. No, I was kidding. Because, because we talked about uh, International Women's Day previously, and it's just what a coincidence. <laughs> Did you know that half the people in the world are women? <laughs> I didn't know that. Can, um, I, some, can I have some so, beer? Yeah, let's pour the beer out. Hang on. In our new setup, it's not quite so easy to. Is no, this called Hive or is it called Hiver? Called Hiver. Hiver. <laughs> Come Hiver. It's not called Hives or <laughs> HIV. <laughs> it's called Hiver. And it's set up by a really nice lady called Hannah Rhodes, who started me in time brewing and set up on her own. And she's been an amazing entrepreneur. And what oh. she, rather than it being a beer that's brewed and then have honey added to it, she sources honey from urban beekeepers in London and also in uh, Warwickshire. She uses this independent beekeeper who's based in Warwickshire but goes around the country sourcing different honeys from different areas because the taste of the honey the raw honey which it's is quite used, distinct honey taste well it also but did you know that the flavor of the honey depends on where the bees forage well and also <clears> what <throat> they pollinate so if, yes, you, if, yeah. they, if they're pollinating exactly tulips yeah like, you can get tons quite of different clean, sorts of clean honey honeys yeah, yeah depending on what's been pollinated daisies quite some um fat honey. can i say bim mm. It is absolutely delicious. Mm. This might be one of my favourite beers it's we've ever really tasted. Nice. On this, on this it's really nice. It's really good because not only is it. It's, how, where do you get so, it from? How much is it? It's two pound forty. You can get it from Waitrose, obviously, Ooh. Ocado. So get on that, oh, and you also you can it. get it from their website. But ten percent of what they uh, make mm. goes into schemes Bees. that help poli- mm. for pollinator schemes. <laughs> bee schools, and bee schools, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dealing with all the bees yeah. that hurt but yeah. not killed. But not the killed. You know, if they break a leg, they lay a little. Um, um, good old bees. Yeah. They do sting you, though. They do, they do but, but not only if you... They're not like wasps. I know wasps. about bees. I'm talking to I my got sons. a wasp sting on my butt last uh, year. Well, that Painful. is... I sat on a wasp. That is bad. Yeah. But <laughs> did you know... But they use But they use a lot of urban honey from London. Mm. Did you know that urban technically bees. there are so many trees in London that it could qualify as a wood? London is an actual wood. Bollocks. Mm. The There's going to be something planted, about density to qualify. Uh, no, because the, the Victorians <laughs> planted loads of trees around London. So They've now been cut down. As, not all of them. And apparently acacia trees are very, very good for... I can't see trees. We're passing out of our office yeah, here in, in East London. We are in there is zero trees. There's yeah. some house plants there up there in that office. There are zero trees. Yeah. All right, to okay, so that's not the best example. But what they do is, as part of this, is they encourage the pollinators... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Schemes. Because if you speak to any independent beekeeper, it's not about, they're not encouraging you to have hives in your garden or look after bees in your garden. The thing to do is to plant flowers that bees can forage in. Oh. And apparently uh, the two big ones are thyme. Mm-hmm. That's a good herbs are, right, I've got, I've got are herb very good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, and the other one, I, bear with me. The other one is mm. lavender. Is really good as oh, well. Oh, I love lavender. Yeah. Oh, and our lavender does get yeah, tons of reaction. A, they love a bit of lavender. Yeah, yeah. And I love a bit of land, lavender. But lavender makes you sleepy, doesn't it? Isn't lavender the uh, one that makes you feel sleepy? Yes, I drench myself in it every so night. Maybe no, it's not. No, it's not. Yes. <laughs> So, so that, yeah, they get the honey from London and Warwickshire and Yorkshire as well. And this is the blonde beer that they launched, and they've got a second one. It's a brown that ale, is seriously which, delicious. which I think carries the honey. Got a sweeter texture to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, right, drink that. <laughs> there we go. So this is the second of their beers. Mm. Okay, this, this is, is a, the brown this is one, slightly darker. And this is it's a darker one, darker malts, and they oh, use the late blossom honey. Source from ivy oh. in Warwickshire. So well, now this, I know that, but it does sort of, sort of what, floral. Yes, which is now I do prefer and a bit tobaccoy. So the the urban honey apparently is more citrusy from London, and the late blossom honey has got a bit more of a floral character mm, as well. It's quite light fruit. But I think I the sweetness the of the malts as well. But one. just to go back to the brewing process, they don't just whack this honey in at the end to give it a honey character. They actually use the honey to ferment. Yeah. So the sugar like lead. Well, no, apparently it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, Isn't that what, what mead is, though? That's totally different. Okay. So this is a honeybee, not a mead. If you taste the brown ale, it's not like it's still very refreshing. It's mm. still got that sweetness to yeah, it. Yeah, it's nice. But they're delicious. Um, I'm <clears throat> going to buy some of this honey beer. Well and, do you know, and also, it's where... So do you know this is where the phrase honeymoon comes from? Tom, you, you know... Yeah, I do know this, yes. I it know this as well. Show, oh, okay. Uh, India. India, yeah. Well, it was uh, written yes. in the Indian, I read it. I learned about it in Indian your show. Scripts. One of the most mm. interesting. Um, well, should we tell the things? listeners, or yeah. should we just assume that they know as well? Well, why don't they come to the show, Ben? Because it's not going to be in our show. It will be in the new show. Oh well, yes, of course it will. Yeah, <laughs> we're regurgitating old stuff. <laughs> so, honeymoon it comes from when the the father of the bride would give the groom a month supply a of lunar, honey, a lunar, lunar month supply of honey beer. Of honey beer. And he would drink it and he'd drink the honey beer on the wedding day, go upstairs, give it to her. (laughs) Not just then, across the entire lunar month. Yeah. And if if he produces a male heir, then the father bride's like, that's because of my honey beer. Mm. If he produces no children or worse, still a female heir, (laughs) then the honey beer is shit. And also there's, if you're London based, go along to the Hiver experience where you get to do Where's a tour that? it's near kennington mm-hmm. south london they've got a tap room there but they also it's part of the community project there you go and learn about bees you put all the beekeeper gear on and you look at all the trays and stuff and then you have a beer and food matching with the hive of beers and charcuterie and cheese and stuff like that they've also got an ipa which is about to come out in cans and they also do a ghost as well which is a german a style ghost g-o-s-e which is a sort of actually brewed with salt, 
It'd be one of those beers that you don't like, Sam, so I didn't do it. <laughs> it sounds a bit like that champagne. <laughs> yeah. I, I just sold, yeah. I just sold to beer recently. I didn't like it. No. Um, um, you've got another beer, haven't you? Ben? Yes. Now, the second one we're trying is... Seriously, that is lush. Mm. It's really the, good. Hi, the Hiver Honey Beer Blonde. And, and it's all... Everything they use is British made, from the, their business cards to the glass... To the, all the flyers, to the labels, to the malt, bees, bees the hops. Wings. I'm going to take yeah. a photo of that. And, yeah, lots of bees are killed <laughs> making this beer. No, they're not. Oh, what doesn't matter? They're only bees. Right, the next one is called Brewgooder. Mm. Brewgooder, I like it. That's yep. a fun now, way of saying this is better. Now, 100% of this beer, <clears throat> sale, the profits for the sale of this beer, goes to projects making clean water. In Africa, ah. Malawi. And they've embarked on a mission to provide clean water to a hundred... No, a million people, I think. Mm. One hundred million. Wait a minute, I can just check. I'm just pouring a beer, yeah? It's a funny one, that, isn't it? Is that a billion? In, a thousand I never million know. or a million I never million? Know. Or a... It's two guys who have started this project and they brew the beer at Brewdog up in Scotland. They're Scottish-based... And Brewdog brew it for them for no profit whatsoever. Hats mm. off to them like that. And oh, yeah, it's there. Ace. Yeah, well, and I the, love the packaging. The, the, I like yes, the name, I like the packaging. The, uh, describe the packaging, uh, Me? Sam, while okay. I look at my notes. So, yeah, so it's, a, it's a, an, a, in a really funky can called Brewgooder, clean water lager, and it's got a picture. It's all kind of set in Africa. It's got some of those lovely kind of trees. A nice lady with water on her head going off to the huts and a well in the middle. And 100% of profits provide clean water. I think that's lovely. So it is a million people they're trying to get water to. And the beer itself, I think what, with both these beers, they're doing um, good sort of sustainability and good charitable deeds. It's no good if the beer's not very nice. Mm. And I think this beer is very good. It's got Sriracha Ace hop in there. It's got Zars hop. Sriracha Ace is a Japanese style originally from Japan. Sars is the original Pilsner hop from the Czech Republic. We know Sars well, don't we? Ben? We do. We used to put that in our hobo beer, which yes. is, we changed the recipe on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good... It's a good noble. It's a noble. It's a noble. It's a noble. It's a noble. Good, good knowledge, Tom. Well done. Well, we did go there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we <laughs> should remember something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed Prague. Yeah. There's <laughs> 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 nothing noble much. about that trip. <laughs> and they founded it in um, 2016 on, on, on World Water Day. Basically, the more you drink of this, the more they raise money to get water to people who mm. need it, which is ironic, really, because beer historically is safer than water. Yeah, still it still is. is yes, yeah, probably. They, so Around maybe the it's cheaper. In they should just they should just send the beer out over to Malawi, and, yeah. and then they can drink it. Oh, I've cut been out to of the Malawi. Middleman. I swam in Lake Malawi. That's where I got my snails. You know where I had. Oh, uh, what happened to those how, where did in, the snails intestinal go? snails where I couldn't what? stop shitting for about six weeks. Yeah, snails in your belly. Swam in Lake Malawi. But it's quite an important point in terms of evolution. There's a fish in there which is like the cornerstone of evolution. So it was worth swimming in there, but then I just had to shit. The few and, and then how did you get rid of the snails in your stomach? I went to the GP and asked what was going wrong on with me. And he said, oh, it sounds very interesting. And then he got a massive hardback book of tropical diseases, which he blew the <laughs> dust off and has obviously not looked at for a decade. And said, yeah, oh, this is really interesting. Uh-huh. Oh, what's going on in your intestines? I think you need to go to the tropical diseases centre. And it's funny, there's nothing that will close your bowels up a bit quicker than being told you've got <laughs> to go to the tropical diseases clinic for an investigation. <laughs> and lo, the snails just rattled off. Did they really? Yeah, they went. If there had been a cleaner water in Malawi, perhaps you would have come back with a clean bill of health. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? But if the Lake Malawi is made of beer, 
I yes, would have been, I would have been sound yeah. as a pound. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. But then these guys, Brugada, were founded by two chaps called Alan Mahon and Josh Littlejohn, who also set up Social Bite, which is a national chain of sandwich shops that employs homeless people from people from homeless backgrounds. They've got form, got form of doing being good, good, good eggs. And well George done. Clooney came to their company a couple of years ago and and did oh, a lot of publicity for taking it. Taking so. started on Clooney, Ben. Yeah, so. Um, He's, I, mean, I don't know if you know him. He's George the, uh, Clooney, I'm aware who he is. He's the yeah. husband of that really hot uh, lawyer. Hot lawyer. Successful barrister. Of, yeah, yeah. So he's done well for himself. Yeah. So there we go. Two beers. What do people think about the Brugada beer? I like it, but I think maybe if I were to teach you to suck eggs, Ben, I'd say mm. perhaps we should have tasted that one first because mm. the second, the Hiver beer is a lot a richer stronger. and it's got a bit more punch. Yeah, this, well, this is a lager style, whereas those are Blondales yeah. and Browns. So, you know, I'd just, say, I'd just say... You but know, I went just, for the bees first because I love bees. I, I, I prefer the bees. Yeah. Go the bees! So, that's yeah, going to be my new beer. Save, and, and, and then... Um, Get some clean water. Excellent. Buzz off. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed it immensely. Thanks. Loved the whole idea of being able to booze while contributing to charitable good works. Yeah, absolutely. Sensational. Love it. Excellent. Which just leaves you, Sandham. Yeah, today my... You uh, Legend. Have um, an animal... This better be good. A human, a yeah, shape, Yeah, having pulled Ben up on fruit. these... Uh, Choice of order of beers, I think he's going to be. You're legend of the I'm ready to pronounce. <laughs> Come on. Because, yes, I, I'll, I'll be honest, listeners. Uh, no, I spoke to a friend, uh, Seamus, who you know, Ben, mm-hmm. who works for a drinks company called Proof Drinks, and they distribute lots of lovely drinks around the UK. And Seamus listens to our podcast. So yes, he another is a one. friend. He is also someone who would be very honest. Mm if he thought it was utter shit. And uh, he said he likes it, and he still listens. So he's probably listening right now. And he suggested we should go through some Hollywood greats in terms of drinkers. Ooh, good one. And it was a great idea. And I thought, well, why don't I start a series of Hollywood drinkers? Okay. Uh, Did you find it, anyone? It, it kind of fell down the first hurdle, <laughs> because so many of them... Uh, sticky ends? Yeah. yeah. Sclerosis of the liver yeah. and the like. <laughs> Peter O'Toole was, was one who we could have gone with, and maybe we'll come back to him, I don't know, because he did actually eventually stop drinking. I think that's the key to a great drinker. Is <laughs> <that they laughs> someone who gets over about someone slightly more moderate? I'll tell you what I thought was nice. I was reading about an interview with... Um, who's the chap from Madness? Suggs. Sug. Yeah. yeah. And he basically said something like, his favourite thing is to have a Sunday lunch with families, friends, sort of waste and strays, and basically saying the sign of uh, real hospitality is just to be able to, you know, give someone a glass of wine or to, you know, mm. just to, you know, share some booze. And so I just thought, you know, people can appreciate booze without going quite down. Exactly. The that, is the, that is the line you're sort of treading when it comes to, well, Hollywood, <laughs> it would appear. So it was a bit of a shame. I mean, O'Toole was a good one. Um, but he's not your legend. He's not, but having read about him, he was drinking quite heavily before a funeral and um, he sobered up the day before <laughs> the funeral, but then went back to the pub and, and kept drinking and then went to the funeral and cried his eyes out for quite some time before realising he was at the wrong <laughs> funeral. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is the sort of stuff we're talking about. He, I, to me, you'll never be able to beat Yeltsin in the underpants. Yeah, that's that, a good oh, that's story. That's kind of unbeatable. He, but, again, um, problem drinker, though. Mm. Uh, well, I've gone, with, I've gone with Bogart, though, who's sort of somewhere in between. He's a massive gin drinker and whiskey drinker. And on his deathbed, apparently, uh, his big sort of moment of repenting was uh, the fact that he'd switched from scotch to martinis. 
under guidance from, from the doctor. But actually, it's one of those sort of urban myths, because I'm, I'm not sure he did. I think he quite enjoyed martinis. If you go back to his earlier life, he was a huge gin drinker. So I've got him here as a legend of gin drinking, really. He's obviously a legend of the screen and a drinker. So that, that's, why <laughs> That'll do us. that's why I've got him in here. He's not really a man who's done a great deal for drink necessarily. But he was a, an early adopter of gin. He trained himself uh, during the dark days mm. of American temperance. So he was drinking in bars during Prohibition. He was expelled from school, enlisted in the Navy, and then he went off to the First World War, but he was too late. So he got on a boat, went out there, and it all finished. Lucky that him. must have been great. So he came yeah. back. Can you come back going, I glory. did try, I tried. Time, no and, danger. Uh, and no, nothing happened. But when he came back, his dad had blown his entire family fortune, so he was completely penniless. So he tried lots of various odd jobs around New York, trying to find work, but mostly drank in bars during Prohibition. Mm. So he drank in a bar called the 21 Bar, which was quite famous for writers and for actors as well. Tallulah Bankhead, have you heard of Tallulah Bankhead? She's, she's a great, great drinker. She loved to drink bourbon. She's like the thinking woman's Dorothy Parker. That's right, yeah. She's the real deal. Yeah. She didn't write stuff down. In a <laughs> no, she, no. she was drank. She couldn't be bothered. <laughs> and her, last, her last words were codeine and bourbon. No. Yeah, apparently. That's pretty good last <laughs> words. But this is better because he also drank with Dylan Thomas there at the time. He drank in the 21 bar. Uh, and his last words were, if this is true, which it's not, I'm sure, I've had 18 straight whiskies. I think that's a record. <laughs> and then he died. Killed oh, over. So uh, Bogart was sort of exposed to all of this culture, drinking bathtub gin, which we've talked about mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. in the past. The American government spiking it with poison to put people off drinking. Bogart didn't let that put him off he drank a lot so much in fact he built up one of the biggest bar tabs in new york he's quite famous for having a bar tab which he couldn't settle because he didn't have any work and ben will know this because he started to make bets with people in the bars and parties to try and get the money back to pay off the bar tabs and one of them apparently saw him agree to bite his way through a martini glass um just to to pay off a bar Mm. tab which is Irresponsible. It is, it That's is quite easy, though. I have got to say that... Um, what, quite uh, easy to <clears throat> eat a martini glass? No, he said bite your way through it. That's completely different. No, well, no, no. Bite no. It. It's got to go into your mouth. He's got okay, to, but it. I remember being on holiday a couple of years ago with, with <laughs> my son. Glass. No, who at the time was quite little, but he was drinking an apple juice from a highball yeah, yeah, glass, yeah. Oh, and he, he always used to put his teeth into stuff. Oh, and okay. So suddenly we're sitting there, and we heard this crack, and he'd managed to... Um, Breaks some the glass. Anyway, it's fine. He's completely fine. It was a big piece, spat yeah. it out. No, no oh, drama so didn't at all. It. No, he's completely. Okay. No, thank God, it was completely yeah. fine. But actually, it's very easy to do. For all yes. I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I swallowing it is I, the next level, I suppose. That would have dealt with my um, intestinal. It, it would have done. Yeah. And then, but maybe um, created some other side effects. Yeah, internal bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 In 1923, he was drinking in Chumley's, which I think is still there. My my sister used to live in New York. She got me a Chumley's glass of a very cool bar. Anyway, he was drinking heavily there, and then he went to perform his first Broadway performance, Meet the Wife, and he forgot his lines. And thereafter, he drank in a more moderate Moderate fashion. fashion. So Mm. from there, we see a history of him succeeding in the world of, of cinema. He moved out to L.A., drank at the Cock and Ball Pub, which is where the Moscow Mule was invented by a marketing man from Smirnoff. And he would then take martinis in cold flasks onto the sets of his movies. Obviously, he's got the the line of all the gin joints in the world, drink a lot of gin in that movie. That's a bit more cliched. But he was drinking a lot of martinis while on set, but also managing to hold his own. And he won uh, an Academy Award. Mm. So all this drinking 
great acting, and then he won an Academy Award. So that's why he's my legend. And he was also famously um, was in a film called The African Queen with Catherine Hepburn. He was. And that was the first ever film to have product placement. It was Gordon's Gin. It was filmed in the Congo, and there was loads of problems with the water. Uh-huh. Because he was allowed um, to drink. So he basically set up his own bar in his tent, and Catherine Hepburn wrote to the director saying, this is completely out of order, you know, he's, his drinking's getting out of hand. His defence was, well, I'm not going to get the shits, because I'm going to drink, <laughs> I'm not drinking any water, I'm just going to drink. And sure enough, everyone on set, including Hepburn, it got really bats Ill. out of a clock tower for Hepburn. Yeah. <laughs> but he just drank scotch the whole time, perfectly right, fine. Right. Just basically... Killed the bugs with alcohol. Mm. And it's a great film. It's really good. Never seen it. Oh, yeah. You should watch it. Yeah. Here we go. Thanks, Tom. I enjoyed <clears> that. Yeah. We've done a lot of producers, haven't we? Yeah, I've seen it. It's quite it up nice a bit. to get someone who just enjoyed a drink. Uh, I agree. His, one of his quotes was, I don't trust any bastard who doesn't drink. And I think I feel quite similar. Yeah. Unless you've got a problem. Unless you've got a problem. Or you're pregnant. Yes. Or you're a child. Yeah. But I don't trust children anyway. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, excellent. Well, that was a fantastic episode. I thought this week. Yeah, I mean, congratulations to all of us. And um, just needs to say goodbye until next week. Goodbye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. This was a Grand Crew podcast from Seven Digital. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.